Hello, Heinz. What's up today, man? How have you been? Uh, I've been good. It's been a long time uh, since we've uh, kind of sat down and put a podcast together. But I think, yeah, I think right. t- today, today we have to, you know, we're always the type that we're going to take on the real challenging things, the things that are just causing problems in the world, in our society, things like that. We always step up to the plate and take it on, talk about it and try to figure out a solution to it. I, I don't think we can do that for this, but Jake, I think we need, I think we need to hit on, we need to just briefly hit on the number one problem in uh, the world these days. Wow. Well, in, in society of the United States these days, I think we definitely need to talk about, um, I'm not sure what it's really called. Is it daylight saving time? Like, are we after that Sunday in March, are we in it? Or are we out of it? I think that's the problem. We don't even know if we're in it. We don't even know what we're talking about. So why do we do it? Yeah, I think we're... uh, What does it even do? What does it even do? I don't get it. Daylight saving. So we should be in it now because the sun stays out longer. Correct? So we're saving daylight for another day? I mean, that's what I would think. I might be completely wrong on that. What I meant to say is I have no freaking idea. (laughs) <laughs> and here's the, here's what really bothers me. Like a lot of people talk about how the lack of sleep and things like that. Yeah. Okay. That's a minor inconvenience, but what really bothers me is when you have to say the time zone you're in and then you have to say like daylight time or whatever they call it or standard. Time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one I'm ever in. Which Never have a clue. I in? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no clue. Idea. My, no idea. Am I central daylight time or whatever that is? Or am I central standard time in Whenever the summer or the, I have no idea. And I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps like, you know, it, it's not that big of a deal. It usually takes me about five to seven days to get used to the time change, but it helps a lot when you don't have anything on Saturday or Saturday evening when, you know, going into Sunday morning when the time actually does change. The last night my band played a show. And so we got done playing at midnight. And we got everything taken down and our cars loaded up by 1 a.m. But in our heads, we're like, you know, it's really 2 a.m. essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I am just like, man, I'm 40 years old. I can't be staying out late like that and then losing an hour. Oh, God, I just I'm feeling my age today, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing I do like about it is it throws my kind of like resets my sleep schedule by like time of day, so to speak. Uh-huh. And so now I'm able to actually stay up. It's weird. Anytime this happens, even the one in the fall, whatever that's called, I, I have no idea what that's called. Nobody knows. Daylight savings, whatever. Um, it usually makes it so I can stay up later. I don't know why. And so like last night, I was able to like hang out until like midnight. And I was actually able to catch Saturday Night Live. And I was amazed. And I've been keeping up with it via Hulu all season. Weekend Update. It's just the only place I get my news. I literally watch no other news, some Twitter stuff, but it's weekend update. It's like yep. where America goes to get their news. It's my it's my favorite part of the episode. In fact, it's one of my favorite times of the week. So when SNL is isn't having an episode, I get really sad because then I get really behind on my news. But I'm like one of those people who claps when weekend update starts because I love it so much. I'm like one of those people who claps when the airplane lands or when the movie starts for me, my clap time is weekend update. I get super pumped. I love weekend update so freaking much. So 
What do you say? Should we talk about weekend update today? Yeah, I think we have to. We have to hit on that topic. All right, let's do it. Let's hit that music. And uh, here we go. are back from the music and this weekend we're talking or this weekend i'm not with it you guys um Mm -hmm, this week mm -hmm. we're talking about a little subsection of the show saturday night live weekend update my initial thought is when we started talking about this subject is that we were going to have to sit and do our own weekend update with silly punchlines and things like that and i oh we're still gonna do it we're still gonna do it we gotta do it at some point at some point at some point. Well, yesterday I was doing my research and I thought that was the topic because, you know, I misread what you had texted me. And so I sat there trying to think of jokes for news articles. And I was about 20 minutes deep on one and I had no punchline. And I was like, I don't know how these how the writers on the show do it. Like, that is crazy. So do you want me to give you the one joke that I actually came up with? And just forewarn you all, it is very bad. <laughs> I, we got to hear it. Okay. We have to hear it. So imagine there's a picture of like a movie poster and it's for this new movie called Cocaine Bear. Okay. Cocaine Bear is a new movie about a 500 pound bear that consumes a large amount of cocaine and embarks on a drug fueled rampage. An alternate title, My Life by Chevy Chase. <laughs> No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the Michael Che of this. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's so you know, bad. Was, and I fumbled through the, all the words too. That was the best part too. See, I could never do it. I could never be a writer. I could never be on that show. No, yeah. not for it, me. Imagine trying to read that from a cue card. Right. That'd be the oh tough part. Oh my God. Oh. That'd be the tough part. I just yeah. have a sheet of paper in front of me and I can't even read it. And I'm just talking to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Imagine yeah. talking to millions of people watching the show. Uh, and an entire public. studio audience you're trying right. to get a reaction out of yeah. yeah but the the beauty of weekend update is they're going to say some jokes that are just going to bomb uh-huh. and that's actually that's actually some of the funnier stuff when they bomb and like joe's just like oh, god i can't believe i just did that that's that's horrible or yeah. Chase on the other side going i don't know about this one i don't <laughs> know here we go <laughs> and, and then if they tell a bad joke and everyone kind of goes, oh, and then he says, well, you're not going to like this next one. <laughs> if you thought that was bad, wait until you hear this one. That's why my favorite holiday tradition is on the last episode before their Christmas break, uh-huh. they always exchange jokes and they yep. have to read each other's that they write. By far, that's my favorite holiday best. tradition. It is absolutely hilarious. I would buy, I don't, they don't do it anymore. I don't think the Saturday Night Live, like um, cast member DVDs, giving you like the highlights uh-huh. or whatever of yeah. them. I would buy just a DVD of the Christmas jokes that they write for each other. Right. They are that good. But you good. can go go onto YouTube and type in weekend update up. holiday gift exchange and they show all of them 
and sequential oh. and they are the best. They're so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I went through a list of the anchors over the years mm-hmm. and you know, they've had on there and they're obviously cast members for the most part or writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tina Fey and Joe, that type of thing. Um, and there's only one, one anchor that can totally look at and go, that anchor was terrible. And, uh, do you care to make a guess, a guess on which anchor was well, horrible? I'll make my let's guess. Let's throw out the 1980s. The 1980s, they had like rotating cast, just main anchors. Okay. My my least favorite, and I don't know, you might like this guy, but I, I did not like, oh, what's his name? Colin Quinn? Is that his name? Ding, ding, ding. You nailed it. That's the only one that I was like, he wasn't good. I didn't find him funny. <laughs> no, he, he had way too many dark jokes. And I was just like, I don't know about uh, that one. Yeah. Uh, that's just not, that's not newsy to me. But when I looked through the list, I was like shocked of how many like awesome ones there were. And I've been Holy watching cow. Yeah, since right? like the late eighties and it's stellar. And I didn't even get like the very, the OG, the original was Chevy Chase. Uh huh. Yeah. And he was good. He was good because he was yeah, being he played was. It as a straight news guy. But I'm not even counting him in on the ones that I watched every week. There's just right. there are legends that did it. Yeah. I found a list uh, online. I guess there's been 13 combinations of hosts on Weekend Update, but I'm not going to go through all 13. I just made the top 10 list. Uh, and this is just according to Entertainment Weekly's website. But number 10 was or is Colin Jost and Michael Che. And... Mm-hmm. I found that to be intriguing because they are easily my number one. I know a lot of people don't care for them, which I find to be very, very surprising because I think they are phenomenal. They are so good. So I was really surprised to see them so far down on the list. Um, number nine is Kevin Nealon. He mm-hmm. he was the very first host of a Weekend Update that I remember. So when I first started watching Saturday Night Live, he was the host of that show. His, uh, his tagline... His tagline was, I'm Kevin Nealon, and that's news to me. <laughs> and that, every time that just cracked me up, I, that is like, it would always, he'd end it, and that would just crack me up. Yeah, so good. Uh, number eight is the combination of Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey, also pretty mm-hmm. stellar. I'm not the biggest Jimmy Fallon fan, but, you know, he, they did really well. They're awesome. Tina Fey yeah. is a legend. You know, she's one of the funniest people alive uh number seven was the combination of one of my personal comedy heroes amy poehler and seth myers they did fantastic Mm -hmm. they're so great uh number six was just seth myers on his own (laughs) he was good he was good he he yeah that was his path to stardom was actually weekend update yeah he did a very good job with it yeah he's great number five was the one of the old school ones jane Curtin from I don't remember what mm-hmm. year she was, but I think it was like late seventies, early eighties ish. Yeah. Yep. Watching some of those old clips, she was really good. She's phenomenal. She played a straight news lady. It was awesome to watch. She would just read the news and not crack up at yeah, all. Like it how was do you great. Keep a straight face? <laughs> like I, I there's no way I could do it. She was well well known for not laughing. Well known all throughout <laughs> Saturday Night Live. And like this is back when they were doing a ton of cocaine and drunk and all that kind of stuff. You couldn't get her to break. Not one right. bit. <laughs> uh, number four was Dennis Miller. I was surprised to see him this high on the list. Uh, I didn't I never really found him all that funny. I found him to be funnier on that year that he co-hosted Monday Night Football. 
I thought that was he, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> he was absolutely hilarious when he would start ripping on uh oj he started doing oj jokes he was absolutely hilarious with that because that's actually what you know or not oj sorry um that was norm mcdonald his was good evening and what can i tell you that was his opener dennis miller and then his other one was guess what folks that's news to me and i'm out of here that's how he always (laughs) ended his weekend updates and i was like oh my goodness that guy's he was he was pretty damn good he was pretty damn good. <laughs> All right, number three on the list is the first, the original, Chevy Chase, who I thought was really good on that. Yeah. And I I love him in a lot of movies. You just hear so many stories about him as a person that he's like one of the biggest jerks alive. So it's hard for me to be like really, really excited to see him that high on the list. But, you know, mm-hmm. he did what he did in the comedy world and he was pretty good at it. So there he you go. He was damn good, yeah. Number two on the list is the combination of... Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, like so mm-hmm. good, <laughs> yeah. so fantastic. And number one is old Norm Macdonald. Oh yeah, by far number one. I'm Norm Macdonald, and now the fake news. <laughs> and then he he would he would always have good punchlines involving Frank Stallone and Germans loving David Hasselhoff. I just, <laughs> I just couldn't handle it. I had no idea why he kept on talking about Germans loving David Hasselhoff, but they did. <laughs> they so did. <laughs> and, and he would pull out during uh, the segment, he would pull out a, a, a tape recorder and do like self-help notes, like note to self, don't do this and don't do that. And then just go right back to the show. And, and of course, he got fired because he kept on ripping on O.J. Simpson. All right. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and poor Norm, he passed away recently, right? He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Super sad. Yeah. You know, um, you got to go through some of the cast members that played characters on there uh-huh. and just some of the yeah. different ones they played. Um, I think the easiest one to hit on first and the one that I think got his fame through Weekend Update, Adam Sandler. He did. Oh, yeah. Opera Man. Cajun man, a lot of songs where he bombed and uh-huh. he would just start laughing at, which is always good. And uh-huh. uh, Kevin Nealon did a lot of work with him and he had the Hanukkah song too. Yeah, he did the yeah, so, Hanukkah song. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those, I don't know, they kind of put him on the map. Right. They really did. There's one, there's just this one time skit that he did that I saw when I was a little kid. And I thought at the time that it was super funny. And I went back and watched it yesterday and it wasn't that funny. It was just kind of annoying, but he sits with, I think he has a guitar in his hand and he has a, a red hooded sweatshirt on and he does a song. song called red hooded sweatshirt, red hooded yep. sweatshirt, dip, dip, dip. I, I found that to be hilarious as a kid. This guy just singing about his stupid sweatshirt. <laughs> but that's what made it funny is he was singing about dumb things and you can tell. And I had kind of heard this um, on one of the behind the scenes Saturday Night Live things that they would come to him and be like, hey, we, we need to fill like two minutes. Can you just make up a song and fill two minutes and weekend update? And he's like, sure, I'm wearing a red hooded sweatshirt. I'll sing about that. And he's now, have you seen some of his concerts he puts on? Like they're massive. Uh-huh. He'll, he'll sell out like a 20,000 seat arena and it's all singing songs that he basically started on weekend update. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's wild. It's crazy. Some of my other favorite ones, like, there's the original one. I don't think this was the first character, but it was one of the first, you know, people on the show that came on regularly. And that was Gilda Radner as Roseanne, mm-hmm. Rosanna Dana. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> she had that she big floofy hair. Uh, and yeah. how fun is it just to say Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana? <laughs> what a yeah. great name. How did they come up with that? It's so smart. <laughs> they had so many comedic geniuses on the show at that same time there that I can't imagine what it was like writing for them. It had to be absolutely crazy because they were probably coming up with so much stuff. Like the writers had to be just as crazy as they were, which it's just, it, it was a good era of that. Um, how about the uh, drunk uncle? Do you oh, remember yeah. drunk uncle? I do remember drunk uncle. Who played that? Was it um, Bobby? Bobby Moynihan. Moynihan? Yeah. 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 And he would say all kinds of offensive things. And he'd give that Bobby Moynihan look at the camera where he would just like start laughing or smiling or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's just, it was just good stuff. And, those are the those are the characters the what that uh, a lot of the um, cast members played that I just thought were great. Like they had, oh, I can't remember her name, but she came out as a little Jewish boy, and oh, yeah. Uh, she would, <laughs> yeah, that was she would, fantastic. <laughs> she would just say things or whatever, and then just keep talking about like her bar mitzvah and stuff like that. Killed it, <laughs> she, just killed it. Oh yeah, it was so good. Um, I really like Kevin Nealon's. Mr. Subliminal, where mm-hmm. he, where he'd be talking, and then under, under his breath he would mutter something that was actually the truth. He'd be like telling like you know something that was that was you know actually a lie, but then he would tell the truth like really quickly under his breath. Oh my god, I, I can't do it. Um, but if you haven't seen Mr. Subliminal, go check it out. They're great. <laughs> Keenan Thompson and and being uh, Michael Shea's uh, neighbor, I think he <laughs> I think it was the name Willie, and he'd always like Willie. have weird things weird things that would happen, and he'd try to explain it in a certain way, and Shea's like. No, man, like someone got murdered next door. And he's like, what? Someone got murdered? <laughs> just just funny <laughs> things like that. It was, it was just good. It was good. And, you know, we can't go through an SNL themed podcast without mentioning Chris Farley, of course. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite characters, I think I can't read my own handwriting, but I think the character was named Bennett Bauer. And he was Brower. The, Brower, Brower. He was the air quotes guy. Doesn't get along with people. <laughs> Doesn't let his scabs heal. Yeah. He's not likable. I don't shower regularly. <laughs> yeah. 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 He he that was that was an awesome, awesome character. He just did a good job of developing those because we all know someone like that. Just like we all know someone that is like the girl you wish you hadn't started a conversation with at a party played <laughs> yeah, by yeah. Cecily Strong. Oh, yeah. Very good. Oh, God. Very yeah. good. So yeah. Great. When she would uh, bring up things and then pull out her phone and start texting mid conversation and stop uh-huh. and then yeah. start on something else. Yeah. Or when she would spin a news topic in like the completely wrong way or whatever and act like an expert on it. Very yeah. good. Very good. Uh, there's another legend we have to mention. Um, and that's Will Farrell. Like, I really liked his character named, I think it's Jacob Silge or something like that. He's the, the guy who talks really loud. All the time. Voice homodulation. I yeah, suffer from voice a little bit softer now. A little bit softer now. Yeah. <laughs> you do yeah. really good. That was really good, Heights. I love that. Yeah. Oh, um, man. In college, it was a nonstop, <laughs> nonstop. Uh, I don't remember exactly. I might have this wrong, but I know Will Ferrell did the whole Harry Carey thing. And it, it was like it, it wasn't on Weekend Update, but maybe he did do Harry Carey. He did. On Weekend Up- did he? Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, if the Thousand. moon was made of cheese. Would you eat it? 
Well, yeah. would you? <laughs> Cavs win. Cavs win. And they're pushing them off stage. Yeah, you got it. You're, you're really good at these. <laughs> yeah. All right. Can you can you tell who I'm imitating right now? The listeners won't be able to, but this will give you a big one. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> New York's yep. hottest new club is... <laughs> the hands, the hands <laughs> to the face. And why did he put his hands to the face, Stefan? Because he was laughing, laughing he was hard. Genuinely laughing. Yeah. I think I'm almost positive we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but a lot of the reason why he cracked so much during that is because he didn't know what was really going to be on the cue cards. Because John Mulaney, you know, big famous comedian mm-hmm. now, was a writer at the time. And he would go and change the cue cards right before Bill Hader would go out to do his Stefan. And so he's getting all this new stuff that he has never read before. That's just cracking him up because he and Mulaney were like best buds. Uh, Hader's often said that John Mulaney is like the funniest human being that's ever walked the planet Earth. Um, and so, yeah, just him genuinely lose his mind trying to stay in character. So, you know, every time those hands go up. <laughs> that it was something new. <laughs> one of the other ones that that had a a skit on Weekend Update that did not know what they were doing before they actually started was Garth and Cat that were played by Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig. Oh yeah, and that's yeah, where yeah. they they were like trying to sell holiday CDs. So they uh-huh. one of them. I think I think it was Fred had a guitar and Kristen had a flute. Yeah. And I guess. When they came out, they had no idea. Like that was a part of it. The, they were that they were that into the skit that they could just right then and there come up with stuff. And that's why they're always cracking up yeah, the whole time, just, the whole way through it. Just improv legends, like just going to town. Uh, it's so I, I can't, I can't even fathom being able to do that. <laughs> you know, God, what a what a great topic, by the way. Yeah, this is we can really- update. This is yeah. a really good one. I do have to mention one last one, and this is potentially polarizing because a lot of people either hate this guy or love this guy. And I've mentioned this before that I'm on the love side, and that's Pete Davidson. When he would come on Weekend Update, he would just genuinely be himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my God, this guy's brain is crazy. <laughs> and it was like 75% of the content was totally bombing in front of the uh-huh. audience, but the other 25% really hit. It hit well, and it was he was good. He was good. But even there. the things that bombed, he'd just be like, "Yeah, that's who I am." <laughs> yeah, and he just give that look, just skinny kid, just like, "No, yeah, you know, happened." Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bombing, I do have to mention yeah. there's one side character that I really disliked, uh, and I just mm-hmm. I just didn't find it funny at all. But Charles Barkley. No, no. I think he's played by, what's his name? Is it Seth Mooney? It was when he would come on as Baby Yoda. Um, oh, yeah. A little yeah. pod. Every time I just like, this it just fall, it would fall really flat with me. But, you know, I guess some people liked it. I didn't. So I just had to mention one dishonorable mention. <laughs> I'll save. Uh, this is my last one. I wanted, I wanted to give you the opportunity to bring it up because she's no longer on the show. Kate McKinnon, number one, playing Liz Warren on Weekend Update. Always very good. She could do the Hillary, and she could do any of them. You know, pick whatever uh-huh. politician. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally butcher the name, but she would play Olya Polakovsky, the <laughs> Russian lady that would provide uh, updates on current events, but from a Russian perspective. Very good. <laughs> Talking about her cats. Would always talk about her cats. And then... 
Deanie, also better known as somebody's mom, which is actually based on a real one of the writer's moms. Oh. And she would come on and give give nicknames to people like mustache or boobs. <laughs> <laughs> she would tell stories about mustache and boobs and legs and whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Kate McKinnon did a real good job with that. There were there yeah. were several weeks in a row that she was the person that would come on there yeah. and do every, most like of every the single side week. stuff. Yeah, she's just fantastic. It was so sad when she left the show, but yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> got to do it. Got to do it. Well, all I got right. left on my list is one thing that I never noticed for the longest time. What's that? And it's that it's that the anchors always wear the same wardrobe every week. Oh, do they tie? Tie and coat or the gals, they'd have coats and stuff, the blouses. It's the same thing every week. Oh, I did not yeah. notice that. I'll have to pay attention to that. Huh. It's a, it's it's they got pretty good style. So I was kind of like looking at it one week, like, that's a nice tie. And then next week I'm like, that's the same tie. I'm like, they never change. Even season to season doesn't change. I've often wondered, are like Che and Joe's, they have, you know, they have a suit coat on and tie and all that stuff, but do they have like sweatpants on underneath? <laughs> Jeans. That was always my favorite thing because Che always puts his feet up on the desk oh, at the end of show yeah. off his his Jordans or whatever. Uh, Dennis Miller used to do the same thing, and he always had stonewashed jeans on. Stonewashed yeah. jeans. Nice. Yeah. Good style. Good style. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all, all right. I got for this week. Are you good to go? Yeah, I am going to go and watch some old episodes. I think. All right. Yeah. Me too. All right. Well, we're we're going to get out of here. We'll be back again soonish. Um, but until then, have a safe, happy time, and we will check you later. Uh, bye. Bye. bye.